the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Every morning is a new opportunity to take in the news of the day and the challenges of life and try to make sense of it all. Right now, we've got a show that tackles the topics and asks what you think. So get ready to start your day with a bold look at history as it happens. Let's learn, live, and sometimes laugh together. It's the Mark Davis Show on 660 AM, The Answer. All right, everybody. Glad you are here. 866-660-5759. Right, let's do a couple of things. Um... Uh, let me get to the uh, the the, the details because we just had Alan Blakemore in representing Brent Hagenboo, saying this is all this is all settled. It's all it's all been settled, which which is interesting. Words mean things. Uh, it has not been settled legally. There will be a trial uh, that to determine whether Brent lives in the district, which, conversationally speaking, he just doesn't. But technically speaking, he may prevail, and that's what the law is, and that's what ought to matter in terms of whether he is on the right side of the law. Uh, Carrie Demore and the other uh, opponents to to Brent in Senate District 30, they say he's lying about this. He's going to lie about everything. He's a terrible person. It's like, oh, God, really? This is just what wears everybody out. Meanwhile, Allen is, is saying that all these people are awful for coming after Brent. They're doing like what Trump's enemies are trying to do, trying to take him off the uh, off the playing field. Now, I will tell you, I will tell you, part of the challenge to Brent said he shouldn't be able to campaign while this is being settled. That that's That's a hard no. Uh, you don't rip away Brent's free speech rights while this pesky matter gets settled. But I understand their frustration, especially if Alan's point is valid, that it may it may take uh, until after the primary to figure it all out. You know, and so in the, in the meantime, what that means is we may be destined for uh, a bunch of people just carping at Brent for the residency thing. That has not been resolved for or against him. And, and when Alan told me, uh, <laughs> I, I do love Alan, he's really good. He said, it's been settled. Now, as a practical matter, maybe if nothing's going to happen between now and the March 5th primary. But as a legal matter, it has not. Uh, the Denton Record Chronicle has a wonderful article by Eddie Gasper, who leads his story with the following. The issue of Texas Senate District 30 candidate Brent Hagenboo's residency will move to trial after Judge Lee Gabriel ruled Monday against Hagenboo's attempt to dismiss the suit. So, no, it's not legally settled. Frustratingly, I guess for those who, who looking, are looking to have Brent uh, tagged as a carpetbagger, uh, it, it may not be resolved in their favor before the actual primary, meaning it, it's essentially a non sequitur. Uh, I mean, in terms of, of what, what the, the, the challengers want, what Jace Yarbrough and Cody Clark and Carrie Demore want, is for some judge to say, dude does not live in the district. I don't think that's going to happen. 
However, the absence of a ruling in their favor means that all they're going to really be able to do is carp about it and and hope that a lot of people care. And I don't know how many do. And when I challenged Alan a little bit lovingly, leading Alan to say, you don't like the answers I'm giving you. Ah, ah, ah. I don't like when people are trying to hose me, <laughs> which sometimes, sometimes happens. Um, and that's why my favorite question was, how many nights has Brent slept in the district in the last year? And he said, I don't know. And I believe them that he doesn't know. But I think he does know that it's a really low number. So um, so the opposition is is gonna is gonna just beat this drum of he doesn't live so very often in the actual district and hope that that outweighs uh, the positives about Brent, which I probably should spend a moment on because it seems like it's been a tough day for him on the show, which I don't intend for it to be. Brent is awesome. Uh, a great list of achievements, good businessman, good dude, military service, uh, and, and my gosh, Dan Patrick and Patrick and Abbott <laughs> may not always agree on a lot of things. They agree on this. They like Brent. So does former Governor Rick Perry. So does some some of my my favorite and your Texas senators who look forward to him as a colleague. It's it, it is not it is not a stretch to say that the folks running against Brent that this might be their only hope is to get him stained by the residency thing, either by a court, which doesn't look like it's going to happen, or by garnering sufficient public distaste that he's trying to pull a fast one on the residency thing. Which brings me back to my sort of residual default thing on the whole residency thing unless you are just blatantly defiling what the residency requirements are, you know, I'm running in Senate district 30, but I live in Pocatello, Idaho, that most people just don't care that what they care about far more is what kind of Senator are you going to be? And um, so we'll, we'll see, we'll see how that plays, see how that plays out. Well, I think we know uh, what kind of president uh, Joe Biden is going to be uh, in his second term, if we even get there, if he survives to see it. And by that, I mean both biologically and politically. Uh, he may or may not be the uh, the nominee. I, my, speaking of my default settings, every day I become more acutely aware of how unsustainable uh, a, a the Biden candidacy itself is. I mean, he he just can't, right? I mean, he just can't. But then, you know, the ping pong match. There's that point. Here's the other point. By by what series of events is he uh, removed? Does he remove himself? Does he get on the TV box and a la LBJ in 1968? And the primaries were weird. That well, they're weird now. Uh, you know when LBJ said, uh, "I will not accept, nor will I seek the nomination of my party to be your president." You know, you know when that was? It's like I was maybe early days of January. It was like the end of March. We had so much. Nothing was was baked in. I mean, there was a lot of buzz about RFK, who would soon die in an assassin's bullet in June. Uh, in fact, it was days after LBJ said that the Dr. King was killed in Memphis on April 4th. 
Uh, Eugene McCarthy had the had the vigorous anti-war vote locked up, and LBJ thought, "Listen, I'm, I'm I simply may not win. I'm the incumbent. I may get bloodied in the primary, so I'll I'll go back to the ranch. Thank you very much." And he did. And uh, but is is Joe going to be on TV at some point? Will I hit the air some morning and say, "Well, there there it is. Here's audio of Biden." saying, uh, you guys have been right. I can't do this. It, if if he does, it's it's going to be, I've talked to Jill. You know, and it's funny because Jill was like the major cheerleader for this. And I and listen, I the, the last thing that I'm inclined to do is, is read minds and figure out what family members' motivations are or cast aspersions in that direction. What do I know? However, I do know this. He can't handle this job. And a wife who seems to have said, Joe, go do this. That's not in his best interest or the country's. Not being in the country's interest is a political observation. That's just me. But objectively, as a human being with eyes and a brainstem, I would look at a, at a spouse who, who has a mentally infirm who's married to a mentally infirm president, who's in 80-something, and say, man, let's tee it up for another four. Yeah! That that's just objectively not good. What was she thinking? Because I don't know how much he is thinking, like, at all. So that's what it'll be. If Biden just, just suddenly does a 180, and all of a sudden he's looking into the TV cameras or trying to find the prompter and, and, and reading that speech, like LBJ did in 1968, that I will no no longer seek the nomination of my party. That's crazy to think that's going to happen. But tis the era of crazy things. The other crazier thing, of course, is that Democrat wheels start to turn. And I don't just mean mental wheels because their 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 brain wheels are already turning. We got to get rid of him. We got to find somebody who can run. Uh, and yet, how do you do that? Uh, And as Paul Gleiser said yesterday, it's Democrats, so no norm matters, no rule matters, no, just they'll do what they got to do. They could have delegates, super delegates, double secret super delegates, as he described on the show yesterday. I love that. Double secret super delegates, like double secret probation. What's that, Animal House? Yeah, anyway. Uh, They'll do whatever they got to do in order to shunt him aside and usher in who? Kamala, don't think so. Gavin Newsom, eh, white guy, probably not. I know. Michelle Obama, we talked about, we, we talked about that enough yesterday. And you know what I'm going to do? Since the ping pong match for me on that, now last point scored was she ain't going to do it because she doesn't want to. It's too much like work. Uh, uh, that seems unkind. She's not a lazy woman. Uh, it's too much like the kind of work she doesn't want to do. She's living her best life, as is Barack. Guys, enjoy the private sector. I like you there. I need you there. Anyway, though, uh, it is a, it still remains a crazy quilt, weird Hollywood script, bad Tom Clancy novel that has to be crafted in order for Biden to not be the nominee. As, as untenable as his situation seems to be. So where am I going with this? Uh, last couple of days in New Hampshire, I'm going to play you a voicemail message 
that you might have gotten. And uh, it, it's 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 pretty crazy. It is it's Biden via AI, and it's it, it kind of starts mumbly, which makes it even more authentic. Uh, oh, malarkey, and then it's essentially telling Democrats not to vote so, on primary day. Now, there's nothing presidential happening in New Hampshire because Biden has removed it. Dean. I get is Dean Phillips. I guess Dean Phillips is on the ballot. God love him. Whatever, dude. Uh, And there's this furious effort to write in Biden, which means he's going to show up numerically, it seems. Biden's, all of Biden's uh, arrows are in the South Carolina quiver. All of his eggs are in the South Carolina basket. Choose your own metaphor. Because uh, South Carolina has actual black people in it, and Biden is thus likely to do better. Sorry, that's just the way the, 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 the racial cookie crumbles, politically speaking, in the Democrat Party these days. So they said, listen, rather than have something weird or embarrassing happen in New Hampshire, we're going to kind of ignore New Hampshire. But you know who's not ignoring New Hampshire? Obviously, Trump and Haley. Haley, in particular, needing a bunch of Democrats— and independence and, you know, crossover folks to come lift her into somewhere close to Trump territory. That is her dream. I don't think it's going to happen. But if enough Democrats do, it could be kind of interestingly closer than people expect. So if you get a message from Joe Biden himself saying to Democrats, don't don't be voting. It weirdly sounds like something designed to protect Trump from a Haley surge, if such a thing is even in the in the tea leaves. So anyway, here it is. Here's, I mean, this is, is deep fake Joe uh, on your voicemail thing from uh, Bedford to Francistown to Manchester to Nashua. And of course it hangs up on the internet. The authorities in question have already, the, the election authorities are already interested in uh, in in making sure that everybody. Let, let me take the break. Come back and I'll get it. As I promise, I'm not doing this for suspense. <laughs> Nine twenty one. Little Cat Stevens from Teaser and the Fire Cat. If I make a mock in time, I can't see the mock is mine. I'm only. So no, it wasn't Tuesday afternoon from the Moody Blues. Nor was it Tuesday's Gone from Skinnerd. This little ditty. That's right, Tuesday's dead. <laughs> All right. And it's and it's so such a toe tapper too. <laughs> the great Cat Stevens. All right, found it. No, no, I clearly have the audio working again. So here, uh, here we go. Here's uh, here's here's Biden on your uh, Biden on your voicemail, and uh, it, it is just garbled and incoherent enough to seem really realistic. New Hampshire voters getting this from fake AI Joe Biden. What a bunch of malarkey. We know the value of voting Democratic when our votes count. It's important that you save your vote for the November election. We'll need your help in electing Democrats up and down the ticket. Voting this Tuesday only enables the Republicans in their quest to elect Donald Trump again. Your vote makes a difference in November, not this Tuesday. If you would like to be removed from future calls, 
please press two now. Jiminy, that's good or bad or scary or ah. The world of deep fakes in both pictures, still pictures, video, audio. This is our future, and and a whole lot of our future is going to involve batting away stuff like this with some kind of savvy on how to detect it. I mean, this technology has existed for a long time in terms of the ability to take somebody take me, my show, talking right now, and if you got enough, uh, you know, Pro Tools editing equipment on your Mac, you can have me saying absolutely everything. It'll sound kind of clipped, though. It'll have a thing like I said. I really think Biden is a great president. It'll it'll sound like that, right? It'll it'll be obviously borrowed from this sentence and that sentence, and it'll look like a badly cobbled together quilt. Uh, this that let's let's hang on. Let's 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 do this again. It, uh, upon further review, what a bunch of malarkey. We know the value of voting Democratic when our votes count. It's important that you save your vote for the November election. We'll need your help in electing Democrats up and down the ticket. Voting this Tuesday only enables the Republicans in their quest to elect Donald Trump again. Your vote makes a difference in November, not this Tuesday. If you would like to be removed from future calls, please press 2 now. Yeah, the pl- the press 2 now gives it a crazy bedrock of authenticity. Well, yeah, because, I mean... Where do you find Biden saying, you know, remove me from the list by pressing two? Where can that word be found? Uh, Whoa, what even is that? So there are three actual theories, because it's just weird, because Biden's not on the ballot. Why would he try to, you know, so there are three theories as to what drove that. So that's one layer of reaction. And the other one is, what is the world even going to look like in this future of AI horrors and nightmares of the ability to falsely represent pretty well anybody and not just famous people like your kids calling from college saying, I need money, or you know, some family member of yours saying, I'm in the trunk of a car. Welcome to 2024 and beyond. Your thoughts, please. And I've got still plenty more to talk about news-wise. It's going to be an action-packed final half hour, so uh, do join us. 866-660-5759. I'm Mark Davis. Nikki's in the newsroom. We have a pointer sister birthday. And how how can I not? I mean, I did, uh, you know, we can, can, you can, can, like one of their earlier hits, a little less known. But then there's this. So the first thing I thought was that I'd be cute and say, hey, the Pointer Sisters do a Van Halen record. Yeah, not really. Of course, that, of course, is Jump from Van Halen's 1984. But that, on a day where we've talked a lot about technicalities... Official name of this is Jump, parentheses, For My Love. As it should be. Because it was released at about the same time in 1984. Semi, don't think a lot of confusion between the Pointers and David Lee Roth in the band. Let's get to the hook. It's be in your head all day. Not a bad thing. Anita Pointer would have been 76 today, passed away back in 22. Alrighty, let us jump, jump to the phones. 866-660-5759. We're in Fort Worth. Susie, Mark Davis, how are you? 
Oh, I'm good, Mark. How are you? Fantastic. Thanks. I just had a question. Uh, um, The AI said that uh, they were asking people to write in Joe Biden. No, no, the AI AI was telling Democrats not to vote. I'm going to give everybody three theories on what this little prank is. But the AI of Joe Biden was, "Eh, Democrats is malarkey. Don't don't vote today. Save your vote for November, which is just garbage. It's nonsense. So anyway, that's what they were. That's what the AI yeah, deep but, fake Joe is doing. Oh, so they said not to write their name in on. No, there was there was nothing about writing anything in on the deep fake Joe Biden AI. There is a write in campaign for Joe in New Hampshire because he and the Democrat Party have decided to avoid New Hampshire completely, making South Carolina their first measurable test. Now, it, to have Joe not uh, get a, a, a small black eye in the Granite State, there is a write-in campaign that some sort of grassroots Democrat folks are doing where people are supposed to write in for Biden. Democrats are voting today for just about everything but president. Okay, well, they did have people on TV with signs, holding signs saying, write in Joe Biden Correct. on the ballot. Right, which is fine, which is absolutely fine. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. Okay, yeah. well... No, no problem. Okay, thank no, you so much. <laughs> this is why I'm here. I'm, I'm here all day, and it's free. <laughs> I'm not here all day. That'd be boring. Anyway, uh, does anyone do this one more time? I think. Uh, okay, hang on a second. Let's uh, let me suppress the pointer sisters, and, uh, and let, never never suppress a pointer sister, and never suppress a vote either. That's that's what this essentially is. So here it is one more time, and the three theories of what in the world this is. What a bunch of malarkey. We know the value of voting Democratic when our votes count. It's important that you save your vote for the November election. We'll need your help in electing Democrats up and down the ticket. Voting this Tuesday only enables the Republicans in their quest to elect Donald Trump again. Your vote makes a difference in November, not this Tuesday. If you would like to be removed from future calls, please press 2 now. God, it creeps me out more every time I play it. All right, here are the three hastily cobbled together uh, scapegoat theories in pro- in ascending. I don't know what it is. There, there are two that I, uh, whatever. One, Dean Phillips's campaign, backed by super PACs with the resources to do this. Some folks in Silicon Valley uh, that that doesn't track with. I mean, Dean Phillips seems like a good guy, tilting at windmills. Uh, there's futility wrapped around everything he's doing. God love him, uh, but no. Marianne, Willi- Marianne Williamson is kind of a nut, but I, I, I don't think she's dishonest. Uh, so, no. Now, here's okay. <laughs> so sorry. Here we go. Uh, renegade uh, Trump fan. Somebody with some technology in the base. Well, this ain't in the basement. This, this is this thing is good, and I don't mean morally. Uh, what what is in Trump's interest? For this, or what what accrues to his benefit if Democrats are are told don't be voting, some of those Democrats, some of them are thinking about crossing over and voting for Haley. So any attempt to broadly suppress the Democrat vote might also stem the number of Democrats prone to show up and vote for Nikki Haley. And here's deep fake AI Joe telling them completely falsely. That if if you vote today, that you can't vote for him in November. So, anyway, anyway, goodness gracious. All right. So, uh, Supreme Court five to four. 
telling, speaking of Joe Biden, telling him or whoever is running the country that you can uh, send uh, Border Patrol folks in to go. How do these officers feel? I've, I mean, again, I, I, I'm the guy who tells you that my mind reading's not possible, but being familiar with the mindset of a certain community is something that I am pretty good at, especially I'm pretty familiar with that community, like law enforcement, like Border Patrol. I know a lot of these guys, and I think they oddly support what Texas is doing if the country is not. And... um So the the Supreme Court has said yesterday, five to four, thanks, John Roberts, thanks, Amy Coney Barrett, siding with the libs, saying that the feds absolutely can come and and go snippety snip on the uh, on the on the razor wire. The Texas has uh, thrown up in in an attempt to stem uh, the invasion that is underway. So Hannity had uh, Ted Cruz on about this last evening. Exactly right. And listen, this decision makes me angry. And, and, and even more angry is listening to Joe Biden just flat out lie. And he knows he's lying, although actually, given his mental condition, maybe he doesn't know he's lying. But anyone rational that was aware of the world around him would know that he was lying. He says the board hadn't been secure for 10 years and just give me the money. Well, you know what? When Joe Biden became president three years ago, he inherited the lowest rate of illegal immigration in 45 years. We had made incredible progress securing the border, and Joe Biden deliberately, systematically dismantled it. And if you look at the numbers, we went from the lowest rate in 45 years to right now today, the highest rate of illegal immigration in history ever. 9.6 million illegal immigrants have come in under Joe Biden. And here's the thing to understand. He's not unhappy about that. He doesn't want to solve it. He doesn't want to prevent it. He wants more. It was a deliberate decision. And when he asked for more money, it's not more money to build a wall. It's not more money to secure the border. He wants more money to process illegal immigrants faster, to move even more of them into every city in America. He wants to take that 9.6 million and make it 20 million, make it 30 million, make it 40 million. It is an invasion, and Texas is bearing the brunt, but every community in America is paying the price. Boom. Ted on fire. And I've told you this 57 times, that uh, the, 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 the Border Patrol folks, the ICE folks, they're, they're travel agents now. You know, stamping the documents and giving you, a, you know, like a blanket and a cell phone and money to get to Illinois. You, you went the longest in terms of any one candidate back in 2016 against Donald Trump. Uh, I believe it ended after Indiana. You had won Wisconsin, if my me- memory serves me properly. Yep, beginning of May. Um, I remember it well. <laughs> Although the, oh, that day's show, that was, it was, it was weird. A lot of, I mean, it was, it was, it was wonderful. I, I hope it was therapeutic for everybody because uh, a lot of folks needed it because a lot of you joined me. In, in right out of the starting gate, being a Ted Cruz guy. But you know what's funny? Just as the the community of DeSantis fans has no problem with Trump, the community of Trump fans have no problem with DeSantis. They just have their very specific notion of who they wanted to be president. You know, the folks who were, were fond of Cruz and who cast their initial lot with Ted Cruz in 2016, as Trump began to work his way through the field, dispatching them with with great skill uh the, the folks in in the cruise universe 
uh, didn't view this as like some enemy infiltration. It's, it wasn't like, uh, you know, it wasn't like Chris Christie is gaining on us. You know, it wasn't like uh, some, some rhino was making inroads. It was Donald Trump who was hitting home run after home run after home run after home run. So when, on that day in May, when it became clear after the Indiana primary with two folks left in the race, that was a two-man race, and there was a question as to how it would go, Indiana answered that question, that it was going to go with Donald Trump. That morning, I woke up, hit this microphone on this show with all y'all who were here at the time and said, okay, here's what voters want. Amount of time it took me to pivot to Trump advocacy, about a millisecond. Others took a little more time. Anyway. It was, you went further than anybody. You see what's happening here. You see these latest poll numbers out of New Hampshire. I'd be shocked to believe that all of these polls that have Trump up by, you know, 18, 19, 20 plus points are going to be that far off. Uh, Maybe he'll win by five points, but it still would be a big victory for him. What happens after that? Would Nikki Haley risk going into her home state where she's down 30 points and losing her home state? Look, I I think this race is over. Last week on your show, I endorsed Donald Trump. And the reason I endorsed Donald Trump is I think he's won the primary. The results in Iowa were overwhelming. I stayed out of it to let the voters speak. You look at what happened in Iowa. He won over over 51 percent of the vote. He won 98 out of 99 counties. That is overwhelming. That is a powerful outcome. Going to New Hampshire, New Hampshire tomorrow. Look, Haley is close to Trump in New Hampshire. It's possible that Haley will be close. It's even possible that she wins in New Hampshire, particularly because New Hampshire allows independents to vote in the primary. So about a third of the state are independents. They can show up. But they would all, I mean, just about every single independent with a pulse would have to come in and weigh in for Haley. A lot of them will, but I don't think that many. Tomorrow and on that day, they can decide. Do I want to vote Democrat? Do I want to vote Republican? The Boston Globe this weekend wrote an editorial urging every independent, don't vote in the Democrat primary, vote in the Republican primary to beat Donald Trump. They said, we don't like Nikki Haley, but we hate Donald Trump. So there's a chance Nikki Haley wins tomorrow. But whether she does or not, frankly, doesn't matter, because after that, it goes to South Carolina. I think Nikki Haley will stick around to South Carolina, and she is going to lose her home state by double digits. And after that is Super Tuesday, where she's down by huge margins everywhere. I think this race is over. And so I hope we see the Republican Party come together, unify to beat Joe Biden, because the results of this administration have frankly been a train wreck and a disaster for the country. Boom. Ted Cruz on Hannity. Nothing wrong with that. Short, compact, to the point. Uh, Robin Zander's birthday. Got a cheap trick record to uh, to pick out. I know what I'm going to do, and you'll know too. Next. My cheap trick soundtrack is mostly the 70s, stuff like Surrender and Dream Police and that great live Budokan album. But some late-stage Cheap Trick, 1988, an album called Lap of Luxury, gave them their only actual number one hit, and this was it. Written by a couple of Brits named Bob Mitchell and Nick Graham, The Flame, with Robin Zander out front of Cheap Trick. Zander is 71 today. Yep, they're still out there. So are we. For producer Ron Decay, Moreland on the Twitter, at producer Ron Decay... 
Thank you, Mr. Matt, for the technical guru skills. Thank you, Nikki Whaley, for news excellence. God bless our country, our troops, our families. Mike Gallagher is next. Right here on 660 AM, The Answer. I'm Mark Davis, New Hampshire results, and oh, so much more. Tomorrow on our Wednesday show. See you then. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.